Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells. Episode 112 coming at you today. And uh, Taylor, it's it's we took a week off. We did take a week off. I uh, take full responsibility. This is the first one we missed in a while, though, so we can't be too, you know, people can't be too upset. That's true. And you know what? We're our own bosses, so. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> that's it's either a blessing in disguise or really bad for the show. Yeah, you, you all want us to be for sure doing this every single week, then uh, making, you know, I need to be making a little bit more money than my day job. So a little bit more. Yeah, just a couple bucks. <laughs> So hey, we're working on me. it. Okay, <laughs> that's uh, we 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 got we got we got sponsors. Hey, speaking of sponsors, folks, we want to get this right out of the way first. Uh, shout out to the Third Line Hockey Crew, specifically their Spokane tournament coming up here this weekend, folks. Third Line Hockey is bringing the first ever draft style tournament to Spokane, Washington, and you're not gonna want to miss it. This is a very different from your typical team tournament. So like something that you, you know, you, you assemble your team and you head there. It all starts off with a Friday night party at guys. You might've heard this before from us, the hub tavern out in Spokane, Washington on Monroe, which promises to be an epic in and itself. That's where teams will be chosen via beer chugging contests or non-alcoholic beverages for non-drinkers. On Saturday, everyone plays three games, then two more on Sunday, five games guaranteed. When it's over, you keep the entire uniform from top to bottom. And, uh, folks, these uniforms, I got to say, are third line hockey went all out on these guys. Uh, we'll have to, we've been sharing, check out our Facebook, and we'll even, uh, you know what, I'll throw them on Twitter too, because I know we've got some Twitter followers that listen to the show. Um, folks, these third line draft jerseys are all Spokane history hockey inspired. So you've got, you know, inspired jerseys from uh, the Spokane Chiefs. I believe there was a team called the Flyers on there. And there's even one of the jerseys has a little uh, maroon and yellow baked in there. Mm. Shout out to the old Inland Empire War Horses. Uh, if, if you're curious, oh, who ch- chance, who are the Inland Empire War Horses? Oh, you might have heard of a guy named, I don't know, Kyler Yamamoto. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. He might have he might have, he might have uh, thrown on the Inland Empire War Horse jersey, and myself did too. Um, so absolutely super cool. These jerseys, these uniforms from top to bottom, jersey socks, all of that shit. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I can't stress how cool these jerseys are. Tournament is co-ed and open to all skill levels. Focuses on having fun, relaxing, and a relaxing weekend of hockey. Sign up when you sign up. Use code Spokane L O C. That's capital s p o k a n e capital l o c for 75 dollars off your entry on that in the tournament dates are june 2nd to the 4th so you still have a little time to sign up folks only a couple days away but they are needing players right now they need goalies and players so please jump on if you're in the spokane area or in surrounding area folks this is proving to be an absolute black hey there we go there's look the uh, spoke. Woohoo! Look Woo. at those jerseys. For those who are listening, uh, we will throw these up on social media. But for those who are watching the show right now on YouTube, man, there's those Flyers ones. That maroon and yep. yellow. That is Inland Empire War Horses through and through. Love the. Ooh, look at those Jets ones. Those there are go, nice. Man. 
Hell yeah. Those are some clean unis right there. So, folks, if you are wanting to have some fun over the weekend, drink some beer, have a great time playing some hockey with some great people, and walk away with an awesome fucking uniform. Heck yeah. Sign up for this tournament. Come into Spokane. That's Spokane, L-O-C-S-P-O-K-A-N-E-L-O-C, capital S, capital L, for $75 off the entry fee. Dates are June 2nd and 4th. You can register at thirdlinehockey.com. That's the number three, R-D, linehockey.com. Taylor, yes. I, uh, man, I've got plans this weekend. Otherwise, I'd be there. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going through a couple tryouts myself for, uh, you know, like the Kraken and the Ducks. So, sure, I'll be a little busy this weekend. But tryouts for their stick boy. Yeah, water boy. You're right. Uh, specifically, I'll be the glove guy, the guy that they just chuck their gloves at their equipment manager. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, uh, no, I can't. I, I'm absolutely stoked for this. If I if my plans fall through at all, I'm definitely gonna hit up uh, old old Randy. Who's Heck yeah, Randy Sucker Um, hit him up and uh, and jump in on this tournament because it sounds like a great ass time. And uh, couldn't be happier. And of course, we did already mention our other sponsor in this show already, the Hub Tavern out in Spokane, Washington, the hockey bar in Spokane, part of the Anchor Alliance officially. And uh, folks, this place is absolutely I'm excited for uh, the first time that I ever went out to the Hub was the Kraken draft party that they had. Mm. And that was an absolute blast. A lot of Kraken fans there even before they had a fucking roster. And we were just having drinks and I was immediately given shit for being a Red Wings fan. And I never wanted to go to any other bar anywhere else. It was, it was love at first insult. <laughs> <laughs> Got a couple of relationships like that too. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That, no, that, that absolutely makes sense. So yeah, folks check out the, if you're in Spokane and you're wanting to just have a nice inviting atmosphere, a cheap beer, by the way, it's a cash bar. So you don't have to, spend uh, your entire paycheck on a on a night of drinks you can go in there have a good time for a reasonable amount and uh sit down and have a great conversation with some good down-to-earth people because that's who the people who drink at the hub tavern are shout out to dave uh the owner of the of the fine establishment that that it is um just because he has poor taste in hockey teams does not mean he is a bad businessman or a good proprietor of his establishment. Uh, Dave's, a, Dave's a Chicago Blackhawks fan. Uh, he is self-aware. He does know that they are going through a rough time at the moment. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what's important. Yes, yes. It's, yeah, not, it's, not, it's not like Leafs fans sitting here going, no, everything's fine. Yeah. Like it's next year, coach. It'd be great. Taylor, next year's the year. It sure is. <laughs> I get that feeling, too. I definitely... Yeah, uh, for the, the the Leafs are finally going to figure out. I feel like. Yeah, no, it's for sh it's almost a guarantee at this point. I want this will be if we're jumping way ahead here, but uh, if the so Dubis, we God, it's been it's been two weeks. So the, I think the last we left you guys, we were making picks for the conference final. Yeah. All right, so we, we're we're through that. Um, quickly, we'll we'll hit on so uh, so I'll backtrack. We'll get through our Kraken news real quick because there's not too much. It's uh, been kind of radio silence since the uh, since the Kraken were eliminated in Game Seven to Dallas. Mm -hmm. They did have the post game interviews or the the post series interviews, like cl uh, locker cleanout days. Right, had those great interviews. I think there's a little bit to cover in that and just kind of comment on. We did have our 
quote unquote big press release today. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday night, May 31st. Uh, so we'll cover that news and then we'll go right. We'll just quickly burn through that and go right into the, the, the meat and potatoes of what's going on in the league. Sounds great. Perfect. So first off, did you, you, we were, we were pretty uh, hard on going through and reposting all the, all the good comments and clips from all the guys on locker cleanout day uh, from all, from everybody else. What's what's your what's your take on just general general thoughts and general vibes coming from the team after they're cleaning up their lockers, ending their season, kind of looking forward to next year? I, I think I think a little a little part of everybody going through stuff is they they definitely were happy with the way things went. I think I think, you know, there was there was a lot of, you know, uh, people didn't think the Kraken were going to go anywhere. You know, people were kind of writing them off and they, they kind of rode that, uh, con- you know, uh, drive, right? They kind of rode that wave all the way through to the end of the season. So uh, to be able to do, you know, play Colorado and Dallas the way that they did, I think, you know, they were proud of themselves. You know, I, I'm sure they wanted to go a little further, but uh, to be able to take those two teams to, uh, you know, all the way to the brink, right? I think that's yeah. and, and beat Colorado, obviously, right? Yeah. I think that was, that was great. Uh, I think you see a lot of guys that are still, they're still kind of hungry, right? They know there's another step. They know, you know, there's some guys like Yanni Gord. Um, some of those guys that have been around and, and have a cup under their belt. Uh, Schwartzy, right. I think Schwartz has one as well. Um, just, just kind of have that, that same drive, right? Like, you know, Hey, we're not done here. We're just going to keep adding. We're going to keep improving to this team. And so I think that was that was definitely the vibe. There was there was good vibes. There was kind of a uh, you could tell it, especially with Beneers, right? Maddie, for sure, was was kind of ready for the, you know, not happy that the season was over, but definitely kind of could take a, a breath. <laughs> um, uh, you know, just having a having a full season that's clearly more hockey than he's ever played in his life. Right. So um, yeah, I think I think overall it was just just good vibes. I think you know, it, this isn't a, this isn't a one and done uh, one hit wonder kind of team is kind of the, the overall vibe of the, of the guys. Right. I think they were kind of like, Hey, we're just, we're just getting started. Right. This right. is, we kind of opened our window a little earlier than maybe people thought and, and we're here. Right. So I, I think that's, that's good stuff to hear, especially for a fan base, uh, especially for a ton of picks in this draft. Right. I think they have three in the second round, which it's a, it's a, I don't know if it's necessarily that deep of a draft, but Mm -hmm. uh, definitely, you know, you can find some diamonds in the rough in the second round. They've done it before. So uh, just good vibes. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. I I think that's a perfect way to encapsulate it. It was definitely good vibes coming out of Mm -hmm. coming out of those days. Uh, We we retweeted a little bit. Uh, I think we mentioned the last episode, Jaden Schwartz was wearing an Idaho hat. I fucking love Mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was, that was some good stuff. No, I, I, I liked the vibes that came out of, of all of that. I think that everybody's kind of looking forward to next season. I think that there, it's not even one of those things of like, Oh, if we just adjust a little bit, I think they genuinely think that that's, that's a team that if they just get like another, obviously the team's going to change, but I think if it was up to them and money wasn't a factor, I think that team would probably try to run it back again. You know, if it yeah. was just a team ran by the players, I think that they would try to not change a single thing. I think they'd be happy with that squad and just do do what they did best. And I think that was the vibe that was coming out of there. I think that was a solid push, especially the excuse me, especially the improvement that we saw from last year. 
Um, I, I think that winning the Colorado series was huge, not only for just the team, but Grubauer's confidence. hundred percent. I'd like, I would like to say as much as, you know, we've been hard on him because statistics show that he's not been performing. That being said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, a new, newly improved Philip Grubauer next year, especially if we see some upgrades on the defense. Yeah. Yeah. So I, do I expect Philip Grubauer to play like he did in the playoffs every night in an 82 game season? No, of course not. But I do feel like that he is going to, he'll see the bulk of starts unless he's just absolutely playing like dog shit. Um, he's going to be, he'll have a little nipping at his heels from either Drieger or uh, Dackard, whichever mm-hmm. one, you know, kind of comes out of that. Are they, are, is Coachella still in the AHL playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. They were up two one and last I looked. Fuck. That's good news. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of there, even with the Kraken, I mean, the Kraken getting eliminated in game seven of, you know, the semifinals is great is, is is already a tremendous achievement. And then you've got the Coachella Valley Firebirds pushing for the AHL title. And then the Seattle Thunderbirds are looking at basically, I mean, they're the favorites to take the Memorial cup right now. Yeah. yeah they're, 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 un- they're unstoppable. It seems like, yeah, I think they're playing in like the, the play in right now against uh, Blazers. Okay. Yeah. It's like, uh, a, it, do not ask me the Memorial cup rules like it's a very bizarre round robin tournament where some team always gets screwed over i don't 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 ask me how i i just <laughs> basically i know that that if you win all your games you'll win the memorial cup let's put it that way yeah i uh yeah so uh just jumping back to coachella real quick they are up 2-1 they won the first two and then uh went back to milwaukee and lost on monday so uh, their next one is Tomorrow, or I guess today, if you're listening to this on Thursday. Yeah. So, yep. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Just good to see, you know. It is. So, keep, keep guys positive, positive, positive things for Seattle hockey right now. Uh, jumping ahead to the announcement today that came out, timing is everything. Uh, at 1 p.m. today, well, actually yesterday, the Kraken announced that they were going to hold a press conference. They were pretty vague about it. Everybody's like, oh, shit, what could it be? And then everybody, you know, calmed down and started thinking, okay, you know, this is an NHL team. This is the league. Normally these aren't exciting. If it was a trade or something, we would have already known it. So mm-hmm. what could it possibly be? Could have only been a few things, jersey announcement, uh, rink move, you know, anything like that, structural stuff. And we weren't wrong. It comes out that uh, old Big Dick Francis have signed a an extension with the Kraken yeah. for, what, three years? Yeah, through 26, 27 years. Okay, okay. Season, so he's so. sticking around a little while. Uh, three years. Now, I, while I'm while I'm definitely familiar with, you know, confidence to years ratio in a player's contract, you know, if you sign him for a year, it's, you know, we need to, that's a prove it, uh, you know, or you're terrible and we just need you to fill a space for a year kind of thing. Um, for a coach, three years, you know, is that, is that a lot? Is that a little? Yeah, fill, fill me in here. I think it's pretty normal. I, I think, I, I mean, we don't for, get for a GM a, rather for a GM. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I was just going to brush it off. Like you said, GM. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's pretty normal. I mean, if we're thinking kind of back to Dubas, right. I think 
you know, specifically Dubas. I think he was he was maybe a four year contract. Um, so I think I think kind of in, in that three to five year range. Mm-hmm. It, it really depends where a team's at, right? So I think I think with Francis now, this contract is basically okay. You guys made the playoffs. You got three to basically get to the cup, right? I mean, that's sure. That's kind of that's kind of what they're giving them and, and just saying, hey, you know, you got you got a Shane Wright coming, you got um, Cartier down there, you, you know, you got you got some of these guys that are uh, getting close, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just based on on Francis's drafts and things like that. So, yeah, I think I think this is pretty normal. I I wouldn't have been surprised to see him get a little bit more, but I think oh oh fuck. Uh, it's just, it's along the same line that just came out of fucking nowhere. Uh, it's just a little guy too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that's kind of uh, the realm, right? I think it's, it's more of like, you know, okay, we, you know, we're going to have some young guys. We need to, to figure out how, how are you going to shape this team while these young guys are coming through? And I think that's, that's kind of what this does is it basically says it's check in in three, uh, technically four years because he's still had a year left. Right. Sure. So he's, he's got a, he's, you know, uh, I've got four years on that or on this timeline. So yeah, I, I mean, did they make need to make it this crazy fucking, you know, oh God, they're gonna move the team, right? Like obviously it's not it wasn't that crazy, but it's like, fuck man. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess you gotta do anything when you're out of the playoffs, but man, they they set it up like it was just gonna be this crazy fucking thing and it's it's just what everyone would have probably expected. So yeah, you probably could have sent that press release off to Kraken PR Twitter and that would have sufficed. Right. But, yeah. You so know, did, did that, that moment, right. Maybe like, they needed to stroke off, you know, Francis's pride and that's, you know what, it's a tremendous achievement. Yeah. You know, he, I think he look as, as deep as the Kraken went in these playoffs, am I going to sit here and think that he, you know, sit here and you know, oh, Francis did no wrong. He did everything right. I, I still, to my core think that he should have made a move at the deadline. I'm not saying that he makes a Timo Meyer move or something like that, but with the prices that were going on and what we saw, you know, would have Shane Gostas bear helped us in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, It it wouldn't have hurt. Right. It wouldn't have hurt. And I, and I, I just don't believe that, you know, if you take, if you're like Toronto where you're basically, basically reforming your bottom six, Okay, yeah, I can see how that might mess up some chemistry. But if you're looking at guy, you know, it's just one or two plug and play guys, even if you threw Shane Gosses Bear on your bottom defensive pairing, that's a little more solid option than what you had. So I think that that's maybe my only critique. I'm I'm definitely not going to say for a second that they did bad. Um Francis definitely deserves it. And I think 3 years you you made an excellent point. In 3 years that should be enough time, four or five, maybe. But in three years, we should we should see the results of this draft on the team. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, and I think yeah. Francis I, Francis put a lot of capital into saying like he 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 put his nuts up and he's like, hey, this team's good enough. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to sacrifice the future. Okay, Ron, that's fair. Right. And with, with the push to game seven in the second round, okay, you, you've, you have bought yourself a lot of runway. Yeah. Not going to argue. No, I think he's doing a great job and he definitely deserves the extension. I think that, hmm, 
I think that if we're in year three, if we're in the 26, 27 season, or was it 25, 26, mm-hmm. either one of those, whichever one it is, I'm bad at math. You're the math guy. Whichever one that we're in, if we're there and we're not seeing the turnaround, because he put a lot of stock into this draft. He's like, this is the deepest draft, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. If we're seeing, if we're not seeing any of those guys on this roster in three years, that might be a factor. Like, obviously he wins the cup or he makes it to makes it to the cup that washes away everything. I, yeah, I, I heard an argument. We'll, we'll get that. Never mind. Getting off topic. But in any case, I, so final thoughts, do you think that this is a good resigning for a GM? A hundred percent. I mean, I think, I, I think we were a little weary and, you know, I'm sorry. There's this, there's this large group of people who like to just go, Oh, we told you, right. We told you, oh, you know, anybody gosh. that had a, had a different take uh, his, his expansion draft was not that good. It really wasn't that good. No. Right. Um, no, it wasn't. I think, look, yeah. look at the, look at the original names. A lot right. of them aren't there anymore. Like right. they didn't even get and to step on the design. ice. A, a little bit of that is by design, but you know, I mean, so some some of the main guys that he brought in, I mean, Giordano, right? I mean, you know, so, some of those main guys, Lazan, I guess, is, you know, you could kind of look. Um, shit, man. You know, what I have liked, one. I know that Drieger was supposed to be, you know, the I know that Drieger was the original mm-hmm. plan to back up uh, Grubauer. So I, I get that. But like we had Vitek Vanacek for a second. Right. And that would have been nice to have. Um, Very nice. I don't know, but I, you know, the only, I, I know this is a Red Wings Homer kind of thing, but like Dennis Chowalowski, he was drafted by the Red Wings. I don't even, I don't even think he's playing anymore. I have no idea what Dennis Chowalowski is up to right. nowadays. So, yeah, so, I, but there's, but there's plenty of those names from the original roster that just aren't on this team anymore. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of that is by design. I think they, they did, they tried to go the Vegas route, even though they said that they weren't and, and just take a ton of D to try to move to people. Mm-hmm. Um, which worked a little bit, right? I mean, they did, you know, they did get a pick out of Vanacek. So, I mean, you know, there, there, I can't say that the entire strategy for the expansion draft was bad because they did get a few picks out of these guys, right? I think, and that's, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine, right? I think to say that Ron Francis had a great expansion draft because the team made that extra step this year based on honestly his free agent and, and trades that he made in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's bullshit. So, you know, saying yeah, that the I expansion agree. draft, we told you guys he did good in the expansion draft. No, no, I'm, I'm so sorry, but the, literally like the Bjork strand, the fucking, you know, uh, Burakovsky for most of the season, right. Signing McCann, bringing Baneers in. That's all those are, that those are not day one drafts. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I think, you know, but, but I mean, things kind of came together. So, right. Maybe, maybe, maybe him and his analytics team had a three-year plan. Right. And so then, you know, I'm not going to. Well, he's freely admitted that the team is taking a direction that he didn't plan. Like this, this was a supposed to be a grinder team that beat you, you know, a boring grinder team that beat you with defense that was going to win games one to zero and two to one. Right. Like you were going to, you were, this was going to be a team with, solid goaltending and solid defense and you know we'll we'll take goals where we can get them mm-hmm. and it's it laughably it's last season it's it's been the exact opposite you know the right. offense has carried the load for quite a bit 
the defense, you know, I'll give a pass on but while they haven't been necessarily strong on defense, they have popped up into the play and been a part of the offense. So sure. it's kind of a wash on that. And the goaltending has just been Jacqueline Hyde. So uh, I, I think I'm, I'm with you in the same boat overall. Does he deserve a resign? Absolutely. Fucking Like Definitely. I would, lo- I would love to see what he's got. And he's been touting these young guys. And apparently that's Ron Francis's bread and butter is, is young guys and drafting. Yep. So let's see it. Let's see. Uh, I, I think that Matty Beniers' future is already solidified with this team, but you've got a lot of talent on the AHL squad. And then after this draft, I, you know, but by that final year where we're sitting here having this conversation again about, oh, should we re-sign Ron Francis? Or if they haven't already done it. I mean, if they win the cup next year, the year after, then obviously he's getting re-signed, but sure. or an extension rather. But if we're sitting here in this final year asking if he needs to be re-signed or extended or whatever the hell, I think it's going to largely rely on how many guys from this year's draft are on the roster. Yeah. And I think you're right because a big part of his year that he had this year was staying pat at the trade deadline when yep. you had, because, because he's looking at his second round. That was his reason. Saying, yeah, that was these, his reason are... for standing pat. He's like, this draft is so deep. Like that was, that was his number one reason for not, going i mean that's that's why we ended up getting dickhead from san jose yeah magna fuck you think he has any future on this team no i think he is signed through next year though i was kind of looking at contract stuff and i believe he is signed through is he like the you know he's like the seventh d maybe yeah i just uh... especially if we upgrade in the off season which we could talk a little bit today about um free agency yeah. In any case, I, I, I don't see because this free agency is, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, it's fairly shallow. There's not a lot out there, but you know what? It can't hurt to shop around and it can't hurt to see. And there are a lot of teams rumored to be trying to make big moves. Like, look at if look, this is a copycat league. All right. If one team does something right, teams have short memories. They're not going to be like, Oh, Tampa won it back-to-back years a few years ago with, you know, Patty Maroon by by putting Patty Maroon and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we talked about this last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty Maroon and whatnot. We're, we forgot about this a little bit. No, 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 no. It's all if the Florida won this year, Florida won because they made a blockbuster fucking trade. They traded stars for stars. So now we'll see more of that because it worked. It because it worked for them. It's obviously got to work for you know, 90% of the league, right? That's just how NHL GMs work for some reason. Like they see a recipe for success and they're like, Oh, let's just duplicate that. Let's just do what they're doing. And we'll, we'll go from there. So I wouldn't be like, if Florida makes, if Florida wins, well, shit, at this point, everybody's already probably really impressed with Florida's makeup. But if they win the cup, I, I don't know, man, everyone, everyone's going to want, a fast, big body guy who throws the weight around, you know, battles in front of the net for goals. Yep. And nobody's going to have one. It's just, you know, we're going to, we're going to see the resurgence of Milan Lucic. Uh, and that's just, I don't know. I don't know, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, Milan Lucic. Is he still in the fucking league? Well, I mean, he played for Canada. So that fucking guy, he looks like he's going to tie James Bond to a fucking chair. He might, dude. 
dude, he, that hunch. guy. He, he, yeah, he looks, yeah, like, looks like a Gru fucking. From, uh, he's like he could put in uh, like aluminum foil on his teeth, like a grill, and he could be Jaws. Yeah, could be. Maybe he is. I don't know. I want. I want somebody to anybody who's listening. I want to Photoshop that picture of him just like biting into that fucking, uh, you know, Jaws with his metal teeth just biting into that fucking uh, metal rope that he yeah. does to to re- yeah to kill James Bond. Yeah, that's that's what I want. He looks yeah, like man. Jaws. He look looks like a Bond villain for sure. Yeah, a Bond henchman, not a not a Bond he, villain. He definitely looks like Gru from Despicable Me, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the other one that I that I saw that was pretty funny on Twitter was uh, uh, Mark Stone looks like Lord Farquaad from Shrek. He you does. That shit? He does. <laughs> That's dying, fucking dude. hilarious. That's so good. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Anything else on the Kraken? Um, no. Excited for the draft. I think we'll kind of once the season's over, we get closer to the draft. We'll kind of we'll, we'll kind of dive in a little bit. Uh, just what's our move. pick? Uh twentieth. Oh damn! Okay. Yeah, I've seen I've seen quite a few. It's just it ranges very very heavily. Um, once you kind of get past essentially the you know top ten or so, this happens every year, right? Where it's just kind of whoever the person of the day thinks is is going to go at twentieth. Um, personally, I think you know you're just kind of looking at at some of the uh, some of the names in the Kraken. Um, prospect system. I think they probably need to go D, uh, but they're for sure going to use one of those second round picks on a goalie. I would, I would be very surprised if they did not, even though they just re-signed uh, uh, what's his name. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do there, but yeah, I mean, the future is bright. I mean, you know, coach AHL is, is tough because a lot of that, a lot of those are, um, you know, kind of older guys and things like that, but I mean, getting some of these kids a, a winning culture. Cartier's back down there, right? It's yep. just, it's huge. It goes a long way. So, yeah, future's bright. Nope, I'm excited for the Kraken. I, 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 I've heard some talk. You know, the 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 folks that only care about East Coast teams and don't think that there were a real team and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I've fair. heard that there are rumors of like, you know, oh, this is you know, this this is a one shot wonder kind of thing, and then we're yeah. gonna go back to being terrible next year. Uh. I just don't see that. I, and, and this is not even me being a homer. Like if, if this, we have been accosted by other Kraken fans for being too negative and hating our own team. Sure. I, look, we'll, we'll call it as we seize it. And I, I don't see the Kraken regressing next year. I, I think that they took a step forward. This is a strong squad. This wasn't a one hit wonder. It's not like, it's not like Florida. Like if you were like chance, Will Florida make the playoffs next year? I don't. I don't no idea. I don't <laughs> sure. know. It's fucking nuts. You know, like they're about to win the Stanley Cup, and I, I, I can't confidently say that the Florida Panthers would make the playoffs next season. So it, it could be anything. But in this particular case, uh, I, I just don't. There's too much evidence to suggest that the Kraken are going to do okay and and continue and just play off of what especially with what we've got in the pipeline any offseason moves and any free agent signings if if francis is interested in that uh, the, the as we mentioned before the free agency pool is shallow enough to where you could probably get decent depth talent for an affordable rate yeah i mean and they have some cap space to work with right so e- even if the free agent class isn't the best we've ever seen I, I agree. I think there's there's definitely some 
options in there and then potentially just bringing up some guys from this Coachella that are that are going to make a run for it. I mean, they're up 2-1 in the conference finals already. So, yep. Um yeah, it, I I agree. I think for me it's just it's just a numbers game, right? Yeah. I can name you four teams off the top of my head that are going to be shitty again next year. I can name you you know, three, four teams that the Kraken, you know, that, that are, they're probably going to be bubble teams again next year. And, um, you know, could, could potentially be worse for all we know. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, if you're just playing a numbers game, there's, there's only, I think they're only going to go up. So, uh, yeah. I, I agree. Are, are they going to win a division with, you know, with a Vegas, with an Edmonton, with, uh, you know, th- those kind of teams, you know, or uh, sorry. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, do. I, I don't know. I just I don't I don't know if that's if that's on the docket, if they just keep the exact same team that they have this year. But I mean, playoffs is playoffs looks good. So, oh, absolutely. I, I mm-hmm. would say the playoffs are confident, mm-hmm. especially and it's, it's not even necessarily almost, you know, you're, we're, we like to think of ourselves as a pseudo numbers podcast where we like to dive into it, but not get bogged down by it. Sure. Like, if, God, have you ever listened to uh, Filipovich? No, the fuck is that? It's a Dmitry Filipovich. It's the hockey PDO cast. It's it's if look, I, I don't even mind plugging them for free advertising because like if look, you want entertainment value, don't listen. It it's it's mm. for hard stats. Like it's for hard, it's very informative, but goddamn, it's dull. I I like that stuff on a specific topic or team or player. Right, like I, I, I get that, but I don't know if I could listen to more than fifteen minutes of it. No, no, yeah, it's. I get bored much. easily though too. That's probably a little bit of my ADHD. Could be it. I, I, I liked them to sound informative, but also, you know, kind of like, I don't know, like our show maybe, like where we, where we mix yeah, a good no, blend yeah. of, of, of funny and also informative. So, I'd like to think people think that we know what we're talking about. I mean, you're funny. I'm just, I'm just kind of here for you to have someone besides a mirror to talk to well <laughs> no no wait, see now that we got youtube people can see that we're both funny looking so oh yeah there you go there we go yeah there you go <laughs> I went backwards hat today that's you know now i have to, con- I have to consciously think of what i'm gonna wear now i shit i did i threw on the i threw on the the, the reverse J- retro jersey Good for you. Sitting behind me, I was because I was wearing just a gray Henley. I'm like, oh, that won't do. I got to throw something on that's hockey. Yeah, and I, I, I almost threw on the U of I sweater. Oh, the new ones you got at fucking uh, bargain bin. They're oh my god, they're not. They're like pseudo nice. They yeah, like I don't even know. I I have no. They're probably bootleg. Like the university will probably sue just sports because of them. Probably. I have, dude, I, that was the most random fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, why oh, are these just here? Sports. Fucking old Tommy Bear just probably made a, he just, he bought like 500 of them. He's like, dude, I can't move these to save my rid of life. These. I got to find a chump. And some dude at Just Sports is just like, we got a U of I section. We'll take them. We can so. move them on there. <laughs> on there, it started at like 120 bucks and it's been scratched out like four times with X's down to 25 bucks now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Like sixty <laughs> stickers on there, the jersey, the 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 tag weighs more than the jersey. <laughs> it's been discounted so many times. Holy shit! Yeah, just That's... in time for you to walk in, buddy. 
for twenty five whole dollars, you can look like Chance and Taylor, uh, our yeah. senior year of college. <laughs> Fuck. All right. That's good shit. Well, uh, something that's uh, can make you some money actually. Let's talk about DraftKings Sportsbook, Taylor. Oh, we can do that. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook right now. New customers can make a five dollar bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly uh pulling up DraftKings sportsbook right now the odds favorites to win the stanley cup are the vegas golden knights at minus Ooh. 125 uh it seems like it yes but it seems like sportsbooks are finally catching on because the gap minus 125 to the florida panthers plus 105 not like you're not making too much money on betting the florida panthers right now right like that—that's not a huge gate. Like they're the underdogs yeah. right now, and you're basically just—it's even money at the moment if you bet on the Florida Panthers, basically. So uh, Vegas might be a little—they might finally be believing in the Florida Panthers. Well, I, I think that's more of a fucking cop out from Vegas, sure. but, you know, from from the sports books. But totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely. I mean, there's yeah, like you're saying, there's even value in the fucking nights you're right right, right. which you know, is who, which is nuts like 125 if you're confident in the golden knights i'm i'm not but if you are confident in the golden knight there's a lot of people are there's a lot of people that think yeah. that this is just going to be an absolute fucking we can get into that in a second sure. but yeah it, there's definitely some value there so jump on to the DraftKings sportsbook app now and sign up with code thpn that's code thpn New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. See our show notes for offer details. And if you have a gambling problem, you should call 1-800-GAMBLER. All that uh, all that info will be in our show notes. So if you have a problem with gambling, check out our show notes and you can find some help. Yeah, it is a, it is a thing. It is, it is definitely thing. is a thing, um, unless you're winning. That's right. So just be <laughs> better a, at it. Says it. Says it right here on the uh, the the gambling problem mm-hmm. website. It says unless you're if you're losing, this is a problem. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. It doesn't say. <laughs> doesn't say that. I don't think anyway. Probably not. If it does say that, it's a really bad resource. You yeah. you went to the wrong website. It's fake. Don't it's... give them your uh, social. <laughs> One eight hundred gambler is ran by a gam like a just a degenerate gambler. There's there's money on like if you will go through the step program or like you know when when someone's gonna fall back into it. Yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> good. I get oh I give him three months tops. Give him three months uh, plus three hundred. <laughs> Anyone gonna take that? Juice. Oh, I'll fucking take that in a heartbeat. Why is everyone that gambles for why at New York? Every I'm convinced that every New Yorker is just a degenerate gambler. Seems fair. Or a or a Bostonian. Yes. Just everyone. They they gambled on each other. They they just bet on each other. They just trade money. Yeah. (laughs) That's your week to have it. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Yeah. One eight hundred gambler is just it just ran by degenerate gamblers. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I got a problem here. You think you got a problem? I got five hundred thousand dollars on the ponies tonight. I bet you six hundred bucks. I got more of a problem than you do. 
shit. It's not a joke, Chance. It's not a joke, guys. Gambling, gambling addiction is a serious issue, and if you genuinely do have it, please seek help. Not good to gamble away your life and uh, and lose a lot of money. And I don't know. Uh, it's bet on teams like the Buffalo Sabers or something. That's that's sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I mean, you should quit anyways. Yeah, that's you should just hang them up. Well, chance. If you don't want to spend money on gambling, there is another thing that you can spend money on. What's that? Uh, Raycon headphones. I've heard of these before. Yeah. Mm. Uh, our listeners have probably heard them as well. Uh, let's face it with coffee starting at $5. Yes. Even without any customizations and our bank accounts somehow always depleting. We are officially entering a dupe session. Yes. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank. Uh, For me, I'm personally, I'm going through like some some training and stuff. You know, obviously uh, the job market is a bit of a nightmare right now. So uh, just doing a little bit of YouTube watching and things like that for uh, trying to brush up on my skills. So perfect for some earbuds uh just depends on you know a lot of the times the earbuds are just a lot nicer to they don't mess up my hair you know what i mean right so uh you know i'm always trying to look good um (laughs) what are you talking about always trying try just always looking good always Um, looking just fantastic yeah raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features you can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkouts. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. And they offer free domestic shipping and flat fee interna- international shipping. They also have over 50,000 five-star reviews, and, and that's uh, just something I like to go look at. Obviously, I mean, we look at it. I, what were we, we were looking at a tiny little burger place reviews the other day just to mm-hmm. see if it was worth our time, right? So uh, that's obviously, obviously something there. Uh, so some of the features that you can get with some of these Raycons, uh, three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, Custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit. That is very important to me. Uh, crystal clear quality, uh, water and sweat resistant, and eight hours of playtime are just a few of the things that you can get with the Raycon Buds. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, mm-hmm. today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash thpn all right Fuck yeah. love it all yep. right let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show taylor the stanley cup the the fabled stanley cup finals are here coming up on saturday a few days removed uh nhl scheduling is being is what it is mm. so we have quite a layover between the two it also you know florida panthers sweeping carolina um Let's start with that. Florida sweeps Carolina in four. 
That's what I got. That's the deep sigh. And that, and on to the next. Comment. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I think that it's it's. I, you and I both pre- said that Florida would win this series. Sure. We didn't think that they'd win it. Oh, just an absolute cruising. I. It's like it seemed like it wasn't a drubbing every time. No, it's, I mean, good, good games. I mean, for the most part, good games. But you just sit there and you feel like Florida's going to win this hockey game. Oh, every time. And it's just it's it's almost like it's predetermined. Like you have the feeling of like, OK, how's Florida going to win? Yeah, you're just you're just you know, the outcome of each game. Right. You just it, how is it going to get to that point? If it if it's not this relentless so i i sat and watched finally especially game four i watched that from like beginning to end and one of the things that impressed me most about florida is their forecheck like yeah you you hit the red line and you are you are seeing a panthers jersey like they just do not quit and if they and if you finally do get in the zone shit man you so you and i have been kind of having a minor back and forth on who wins con Smythe if Florida takes mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, do I agree with you that Bobrovsky's probably the favorite? Probably most likely he is playing out of his mind. What's his save percentage right now? It's, I think it's nine fifty, like or something. Nine fifty, nine sixty. Like it's out. It's, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Like, especially in, mo- in the modern day NHL, it's an unbelievable save percentage. And Bob stole at least, to be very conservative about it, Bob stole at least one of those games, if not two, if not three. Right. So I, I know it depends on who you're talking to. Um, so Taylor, my question to you is Carolina gets swept. Rob Brindamore comes out and says like, you know, people are going to look back on this and see it's a sweep, but it, uh, his, his, how he worded this was not great. He worded this poorly. Um, basically said it wasn't a sweep kind of thing, even though it was. I knew what he was trying to say. He was trying to say that we were not out of any of these games. We were up mm-hmm. until the last one. It just kind of happened that we lost four in a row. Did this, did Florida win because they're just so much better than the Carolina hurricanes or did the hurricanes just suck? I, there was a couple games. I, I think it was two and three for me that mm-hmm. Carolina looked uninterested for sure. Okay. Game three, they looked uninterested. Um, and I think, I think a little bit of that is just frustration, right? What the, what the fuck do we need to do to beat this goalie? Right. Right. What the fuck do we need to do to beat this team that clearly has destiny and a Disney princess on their side, right? Like (laughs) it's just, it's crazy. Right. And so I I think, I think there's a little bit of that. I, I obviously know what Brenda Moore is trying to say. Her Brooks is standing on the bench. Yeah. Her her Brooks is there. There's just like the twinkle in everybody's (laughs) eye. You know, just this mysterious figure pops up and then dust falls. Like it's just, there's just so many like Fucking dude, dude from Mister Alaska comes out. Yeah. I, to, to me, to me, that's what the Florida Panthers were. And so, like, I, I agree. I understand exactly what Brendan Moore's saying. I think it's, I think it's funny for hockey Twitter to all kind of just give him a little bit of shit, right? Because I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, you lost four games in a row, bro. Like it's clearly a sweep. Which but, I don't want to make fun of Rod Brindamore. I like Rod Brindamore. No, I like Brindamore too. It's just yeah. in, in in his defense, right? Like they were all close games. I mean, they really were good games. Um, you know, I just it's hard to beat destiny. And 
and it, you could tell as the and, and Carolina battled back. I really yeah. I was really impressed with them in the fourth game because they could have just they could have just given up, right? I think it was two rip, and it was just like here we fucking go. Like this yep. team is just gonna walk through them. And they made a game out of it. And I think, you know, this is the series that I watched. I I, uh, I have no desire to watch Vegas. I think I fucking hate Vegas. So, um, yeah. So this this is the one I was just, you know. But but I think I think to that point, right, like they, they were missing a few guys. I think even though Tara Vinen was back, I think he was definitely feeling some of those ill effects. I know he scored in, I think he scored in game four. Um but yeah, Florida is just Florida, Florida just has it all over the ice. And 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 Freddie Anderson played outstanding the entire fucking series. He he honestly, it, it there was times where it it could have been way worse. Right? Even though Florida had less shots most games than than uh, Carolina did, Florida did a really good job of keeping those shots to the outside and and obviously getting lucky with a few posts and then Bobrovsky's play, but right. Freddie made some pretty nice fucking saves. Like, Freddie didn't play bad. I, he played I, good. I mean, I'm leaning into I'm leaning into the side of like just Florida is it's like 90% destiny and 10% outplayed Carolina. Yeah. Maybe that's a, yeah. okay. Maybe it's like 80-20 or maybe even 70-30, but like it's Florida Carolina didn't play bad. Yeah, I didn't play Like terrible. I'm sitting here going like they they they, they Sure. It, are we having a different conversation if they have everybody healthy? Like if Max Pacioretty's there and whatnot, perhaps. Well, I think that's Maybe. where I think that's where a lot of their issues were. Is like the depth scoring definitely comes in, right? Yeah. Guys like Nekis and uh, Cook Niemi and, and those kind of guys are young as shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, having a Sveshnikov, having even a even a Pacioretty that you know is half mass on a third line, right? I mean, that just it really does make a difference for a Carolina team that all year and, and the last few years we've been talking, like they're just, they're, they're definitely geared more towards the back end, uh, you know, than, than kind of the front end and, and Aho gave it his all. I mean, Aho was shooting the puck every chance he got. He obviously, you know, couldn't quite square one away, but you know, Gosh, you just you need a little bit more of the star power than Carolina had against a goalie who just beat Boston, just beat Toronto, and was absolutely scorching on the way into your series, right? So I mm-hmm. uh, just needed a little more help up front, and especially, you know, Carolina during the year was getting a lot of goal scoring from the back end. And shit, I mean, Pe- who was it? Pesci? Pesci hit two posts in the same game from the back end. Like, it's just, yeah, you could tell it was, and, and, you know, a little bit of that is Florida playing, play, executing their game plan, getting guys to the outside, uh, you know, Bobrovsky being in the right position to where it hits the post instead of going in. Right. Like there, there yeah. are some things that play into that, but like, it's, it does feel like destiny. It feels like the blues. It feels like the LA, uh, yep. you know, it, it, it feels it like that stuff. Right. So it's just, it's pretty- they didn't skate the river. Did they? Just, just Kurt, not Kurt Russell, Russell Crowe. Just Russell Crowe comes out onto the bench, just in the middle of the third. They didn't skate the river, did they? And everybody, they don't even question it. They go, no. <laughs> oh shit! I love that movie. I need. To, oh my god, I need to watch that movie again. I have not seen Mystery Alaska in a hot second. It's good shit. It is. I, I 
it's like watching miracle again like you know the outcome and you still fucking watch it every time yeah you just get pumped up and just fucking oh. yelling at my tv oh my god yes absolutely yeah. jesus christ yeah no I, I i couldn't agree with you more on that i i think that uh to to put a bow on that series i just god it, it's it's hard to sit here because we're the analytics guys we're the ones that like to, to break things down and like say this is why florida carolina did a lot right they just they did florida just has goddamn hard work determination and magic on their side yeah harry fucking potter yeah like i just I, it's it's very hard to sit here and explain what carolina did wrong if you're like chance what what did carolina do wrong to get swept i i'm kind of agreeing with brindamore here like the, they you play i'd like to sit here and say you play that same game you know, 10 times you'll win more often than not. And it just didn't, it's just hockey sometimes, man. Yeah. My, my big thing is like how deflating and and he even came out, I think he, him or some of the players came out and said it after losing that, what four overtime game one. Yeah. Right. How deflating is that? Right. Like, what do we got to do? I mean, they didn't even, they didn't even score an even strength goal on Bobrovsky in that game. Right. And so you just, you, you I, I just think mentally, and, and that's what I was saying. I think, I think it was game three. I think they did play, they played game four, like, fuck this dude. Like yeah. just throw, you know, 120% because just throw my so body in the line. So we just can't maybe, buy one. So maybe that's the lesson here is that like, I think Carolina played their game quite well. The yeah. problem is, is that their game just wasn't the type of game that was going to beat the Florida Panthers you have to adjust on the fly when you've got a hot goalie. Like, I mean, it's not necessarily might level rules, but when you've got a hot goalie, what are your strategies to get him off his game? You park your fucking ass in front of him and you take, he he can't stop what he can't see. Right. And I know that's very, that's basic hockey, like very basic hockey. But when, you know, moving the puck around and, you know, trying to try to beat him on angles and whatnot, just isn't working when he is just on his fucking game. It's all you can do. And I, and I understand the hesitancy of it. Cause that's what a lot of coaches stress, especially in play. It doesn't matter if you're in the NHL playoffs or not. Like we need to play our game. If we just play our game, we'll win. It doesn't always work like that. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think Carolina played their game. I think they, they carried out a lot of what their game plan was. And it just wasn't, I, I don't know. I don't even want to say they got out coached specifically. Even yeah. though, even though they kind of did, Paul. Here, here's a fun graphic that they were showing during the series quite a bit. Paul Maurice coached yep. Rod Brandemore. That's fucking crazy, dude. Nuts, right? That's crazy. Jesus Christ. Because Paul Maurice doesn't even look that old, you right? Think, no, he doesn't. You think you think Maddie Kachuk is just like uh, this guy's got to be the heart and soul of this fucking team? Oh yeah, it's. I, we talked about it a little bit when the trade happened, like, you know, you're basically giving up more offensive power for better two-way big body play Yes, in that trade, right? And so not necessarily saying what's right or what's wrong, but man, he does a lot of things right. And he, if, if in the moment he determines that he needs to get a little feisty, him and Sam Bennett go gouge some eyes out or get or get chopped in the sack by Burnsy, right like you know there's just there it's just that i, I mean palmer said gamer 
right? It's just that it's just that knowing what to do to win in the moment and, and also being a clutch goal scorer. I mean, Matt Kachuk is – I've seen a lot of people be like, is he the best – American-born player in the game right now, and fuck at this at this point in the season, fuck yeah he is, fuck yeah he is. That's who you mm-hmm. win championships with. I mean, clearly, it's just. I mean, how many Matthew Kachucks are there in the league? How many Matthew Kachucks are there in people's pipeline systems? How many Matthew Kachucks are there in the draft this year? There's not a ton, dude. You know, it's just, uh, you know, he's just got the jam. Yep. And that's being yep. a Kachuk. That's just what being a Kachuk is. The whole family, man. That whole family's got the fucking. They got the stuff. You know, they've Keith got sauced, bro. That, I think that if the 500 hockey men take over in uh, Toronto, I think they're just gonna. They're just like, okay, how can we orchestrate to get every Kachuk on our team? Pure jam. Yeah. Just, just we need every player with heart and grit and and the wanting to win. What was because the one? What was what was the new saying out of Toronto for the, what they were looking for in their GM? It was like the fire in his eyes or something. There was there was some fire new, in his eyes. There was something I new can't. I don't like know, that. but I I see what you're talking about. Like, yeah. and that's what they're coming to. They have no other answers in Toronto, right. so it's like, oh, Austin Matthews just doesn't want to win, and it's like, <laughs> holy fuck, man. Pretty sure that's not true. Like, that's <laughs> look, look. We could sit here and and it. Is Austin Matthews the game breaker that we that he has been hyped up to be in Toronto? No, I don't think so. But to, sitting here and saying that Austin Matthews doesn't want to win the Stanley Cup after right. being berated in Toronto for close to a decade, uh, no, no, I don't think that's it. Right? <laughs> so ridiculous, dude. If anything, he wants to win it just to shut you fuckers up. Right? To just shove it in your face. Jesus Christ! That's just. I, to me, oh, Toronto situation. We'll get into it. We'll but, get into that in a second. Yeah, so I, yeah. Florida, Florida moves on to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, let's move out west. Vegas takes on Dallas in, uh, I, I want to say, any uh, you know a closer series, but was it really? Fuck. With Jamie Benn in the lineup, it was not a close series. All right, so we're just diving right into that. So, uh, first off, let's. I, I want to talk. So, Vegas is up, goes up 3 0 in the series. The yeah. third win, very convincing, very embarrassing. Leads to, we can skip games one and two. They, they won them. They won them. They were good games, but game three is where things get interesting, where Vegas walks into Dallas and just absolutely mops the floor with them. Trash is thrown on the ice. The team is dejected. It's like they broke the spirit of the Dallas Stars, essentially, mm-hmm. it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And this culminated because they scored, like, what, three goals in the first ten minutes? Yeah, well, because they, they got a five minute for the uh, incident. Yeah, so it was, I think it was like it, it was three or four to nothing by the end of the first period. Mm-hmm. In any case, Jamie Benn gets into it with, well, gets into it. Gets into it implies that Stone really was doing something. They They collide. Stone hits the ice. This replay is online if you guys want to take a look. Stone hits the ice, and <laughs> Jamie Ben says he fell on him. Uh, but what actually happened was uh, Jamie Ben saw Stone's head 
unprotected and cross-checked him in the face. It's just a minor detail there. Yeah. Oh my god! It 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 couldn't have been so. His his cop. Okay, we'll get into that in a second. So let's let's apply the pull this up. Apply the dusty bender. Is it a suspension method? All right. So number one, is it a penalty? And for those who do not know of our method here, when I say is it a penalty, I don't mean did they call something. I mean was there a movement or action during the play that should have merited a penalty. So let's cue that up. Play it right now for us. Comes out of the zone. Stone contact right there. Okay. And. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn it. It's so hard. How the fuck could he sit here with a straight face at a press conference and say that he accidentally fell onto him? (laughs) Right, a little contact. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> there's almost a full second between when yeah. he, when when the initial contact is made, Stone hits the ice, and then there's a full second where Jamie Ben loses his mm-hmm. footing mm-hmm. and cross checks him in the fucking neck, dude, and then uses his body to keep him up. Horrible. Like oh. Oh, after I cross-checked you in the face, I, I kind of lost my balance a little bit. I'm going to use you to keep my balance. <laughs> so fucking rough. So bad. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, uh, this play happens. So, is it a penalty? Uh, I think we can all agree it is. Yeah, it's pretty clearly a penalty. Very clearly. All right. So, step one, is it a penalty? Yes, absolutely. Was there intent to injure? Oh, it's a tough one. I'm going to say yes. And when I mean attempt, because I, I understand attempt to injure is a broad term. Like, did you mean to just give the guy a fucking, you know, a, a stinger in the back of the leg? Or were you actually trying to take his fucking head off? In this particular case, it's not like Jamie Ben gave him a nice cross check into the ribs. You know, where you take his breath away for a second, he's got to get up. Or mm-hmm. give him a nice slash in the back of the leg where there's no padding, and he's going to have a nice Charlie horse in the back of his leg. Stone goes down. Ben sees, observes, and processes the situation, says, oh, his face is wide open. Stone even sees it. If you watch the replay, Stone even recognizes what's happening and even puts his hand up to try to stop Jamie Ben from what he's about to do. No, daddy, no. <laughs> stop. <laughs> and Ben does it anyway. He's like, no, I'm, I'm going to cross-check him in the face. Now, yeah. do is, does, does Ben, I think that's what was going through his mind. Is he sitting here going, I'm going to break his nose? I don't know, but, you know, right. like when you cross-check somebody directly in the face, you're going for... You're going for, you know, knocking out chiclets. You're going for a broken orbital bone. You're going for a broken cheekbone. You're going for a broken nose. Stitches at bare minimum. Like, you don't just cross-check a dude during play. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not one of those love taps or something like that where you're just trying to get a guy off his game or maybe give him a little a little something to sting, you know, a stinger. I... It, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. There was an attempt to injure on this play. Yeah. The the only reason I say that it's tough is like, there's some stuff that you look at and you're like, wow, he's trying to hack his fucking arm in half. Sure. 
clearly he's trying to hurt this guy's arm in this in this situation and, and i agree with you but i think you know to to play a little bit of both sides here yeah i think you know i don't know if necessarily his thought process is i don't know if he knew what his thought process was i think he just saw fucking red and for some reason 3 minutes into the fucking game which is ridiculous in itself but he just, you know, kind of wanted to let Stone know that he was there. And in his mind, you know, falling, quote unquote, onto him and cross checking him was what Jamie Bed on red line was thinking. Right. So I think in that regard, it's just it's a little tough to say, like, he was trying to break his fucking neck with a cross check. Right. Oh, I don't. I'm not going to say that. But but that's what I'm saying. Just playing devil's advocate. Right. Like, it's it's hard. It's hard to make that discussion because, like, that's clearly just I just don't see in that situation. That's what's happening. Um, But I think I think in the way that we look at it and the way that we think about it. Yeah, he sure as shit. He was. He was trying to to show Stone, you know, we're down two games. I'm going to take you out of the fucking series by, quote unquote, falling on you after you, what, barely touch me on the way by as I chip a puck out of the zone? Like, that's just to me. Yeah. Where's the fucking red line? I don't, you know, I don't even understand how you get to that point in your fucking mental that you're like, you motherfucker. How did? How dare you? Sure, barely sure. touch me along the boards. I, it's, I just, so I don't get it. Maybe, man. maybe even this step could be opened up a little more. To was there intent to injure, or was there malicious intent? And I think malicious intent is definitely here. Like that's not for up to debate. I, I understand the argument that you're making of like, oh, you know, I, this. I don't think he was trying to break his neck. No, I don't think he was trying to kill the guy by any means. I don't think that's the case. But when you target the head, and especially in this NHL nowadays, like targeting the head, it's pretty much the only thing that can get you like guaranteed a talk with player safety. If there's any sort of contact with the head, it is immediately reviewed. Do they get it right every time? Fuck no. Fuck no. Absolutely fucking not. But it's going to get you reviewed with the Department of Player Safety. And Jamie Ben, uh, I, I loved the comments out there from Dallas fans or even even uh, Peter DeBoer. DeBoer comes out and comes out and says like, oh, he doesn't have a history of this. Fuck off. He doesn't. This guy. Uh, no, he doesn't do it every game. But I, I know about a billion Red. OK, it's not a billion, not a billion people are Red Wings fans. But I know it, there are thousands of Red Wings fans out there that would disagree. There's like an entire Red Wings fervent fan base that fucking hates Jamie Ben with a passion because of what he did to Larkin. Another cross check to the head. Now he got Larkin in the back of the neck and that was a little more rough. So to your argument, you're saying, you know, did he you know, did he mean to hurt him? I. Look, in this isolated incident, you can give him the benefit of the doubt. But if you look at Jamie Ben's career, people saying that, oh, no, he's not a repeat offender. Sure. Look, there, there, there's about a thousand, a hundred thousand Red Wings fans out there that would like to disagree with you because Larkin missed most of a season because of a Jamie Ben cross check to the back of the neck. So yeah. I, I think there's an argument there. I, I think we can both agree, at least at bare minimum, definitely malicious intent. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Intent to injure, I will, I'll, I'll concede that, okay, maybe he wasn't trying to like fucking kill the guy. All right. I know that's a very low bar, but maybe sure, it was. I'll, 
right maybe he was trying to kill mark stone i don't fucking know uh with how he handled it like a fucking child after the game perhaps and he literally it's still a bad fucking take on why it happened just oh my god no don't kill mccarr he wouldn't even talk to people after the game. Yeah. He literally, he li- like he stormed off like a child to his Range Rover or whatever the fuck he has parked in the parking lot and went and cried in it for a little bit or, you know, punched the steering wheel or whatever the fuck he does. He's a Mercedes guy, isn't he? Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be one of those like African safari Mercedes ones. Actually, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Or, or like a fucking, uh, as much as I like the old ones, like a fucking yeah. Ford Mustang driver, you know? Oh no, that's not him. He's he's got one of the, it's like it's like a bo- I remember the video like somebody was videotaping him getting into his car. And it's like a boxy Mercedes. It looks like you would take it on an African safari. Oh yeah, those ones, those fucking loser bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he wouldn't even talk to the media the next day. And then the best he could, he had twenty four, even maybe even if memory serves, he might even have forty eight hours to talk to people that get paid to tell him what to do in the situation. And the best he can come up with is it's a really tragic situation. I wish his face wasn't there as I was falling. Yeah, dude. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fuck it's off. Ridiculous, dude. It's really it's really sad that your your face was there when I was coming down with my full weight with both my hands on my stick. That's rough. It's really rough. You know, to me, it was Mark Stone's fault that... You know what? It is. Yeah. Why would he put his head right there? It's it's just being a bad hockey player, if you ask and me. putting your hand up to defend yourself, that just makes him want to do it more, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I can't... I, you know, I, I, I would come down harder on him then. Jesus. So, Jamie Benn gets a two-game suspension, uh, rightfully so, in my opinion, uh, with his... I don't know. I, as a as a Red Wings fan, uh, rehabilitated Red Wings fan, um, I would say that he probably deserved more based on his history and him injuring somebody before. Two games is fine. That equates to roughly four games regular season. So, fine. And the Dallas Stars seem to be completely okay without Jamie Benn. They just didn't miss a beat. They come out and rattle off two wins, uh, making Vegas fans sweat a little bit because Vegas had has had three one series leads in the last like three times they were in the playoffs and have lost them all. Mm. Uh, they, I think it was, I, I saw the graphic like, so it was three one San Jose. Yeah. Like it, it's, yeah. it's like three of the four years they've made the playoffs. They've lost, they, they've blown three Oh or three one leads. So uh, it, I, I think, you know, Vegas fans are having a little bit of PTSD. there, thinking, Oh shit, here we go again. That wasn't the case because Jamie Ben comes back in the lineup in game six and Vegas absolutely stomps. It was a dust. It was, it was, they should have just gave up after the I first turned it off. I turned it off after, well, I think I texted you after the third yeah. or fourth goal and I was just like, yeah, this is it. Like, I'm just, I'm going to go watch my other show because this is fucking. We over. all knew it was over. Everyone knew it was over. Vegas knew it was over. Dallas yeah. gave up. Dallas so just bad. gave up. Like, I mean, shit, man. That's hard to it's it's hard to be even a good team. Yep. You go you you just you clearly didn't fucking show up. Sure. It was yeah. and to be fair, the final score is six zero, but I think two of those were empty netters. Um so but four zero still like and it it wasn't it wasn't close, folks. Like if you didn't close. watch this game, 
you didn't miss anything. You missed you missed a team just absolutely dust somebody in the first period and then sit on the lead in their own barn. Yeah, it was oh, it was really fuck. embarrassing. Um, Dallas, and that com- just man, that just tells me he's not a good captain, man. No. Oh, I would, I would. The fact that the fact that they won two games without him, he comes back in the lineup, and then this pro like it's not just a coincidence. And the look, the guy's already on the third line anyway. Yeah. The only reason he's still the the Dallas management hasn't made any any secrets of it. He's basically on the team still because of his contract. Right. Like they can't move that. They're not going to move. Like, there's no way they can move that. No one wants to take his fucking ginormous. Con- what what is? Give me give me stats man right now. What is what is Jimmy Ben's contract right now? How many years he got left for Dallas? Here's my guess. I think I did see someone say he's got like two years left. Okay. And I want to put him close to 10 mil because they did bring up Sagan as well. Okay. Uh Jimmy Ben contract. Um I just think that it is nine five. Oh fuck. And yeah, so he's, he's got a next third line year. guy. Yeah, nine five. He's a third oh. line guy. Wow, that's fucking brutal. That's so bad. That's that's you got to get him off the books. Like you got to. It, it, do we see Jamie Ben in a fucking Coyotes jersey soon? Like that's Good just job. rough. No, honestly, I could see him in a Ducks jersey, and let me tell you why. They were having they were having trouble hitting the fucking floor last year. It's fair. So Fair. a team like that, I think, maybe Chicago, right? Like maybe, maybe that's Chicago, cool. maybe, yeah. That serves out his career. I just you see if, you see this guy in the playoffs this year, right? And in a conference, does he have final. a no move? I bet he has a no move. Hey, let's do this. This is a cool new feature. Fuck, that's cool. There he is. There it is. Okay. Nice. Yeah, love that. Um. I actually don't know if they say no movement clause on here. Mm, okay. Uh, and. UFA yeah. Dallas back cat Bradley. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. Anyway, in any case, if he does have a no move, like he knows that he can't go anywhere. Like he he'll want to stay in Dallas as long as he he's going to milk that contract for all he's worth. A because he's an asshole, and B because he knows that if he goes to any other squad, he is fourth line grinder. Well, I mean, even even if you are Chicago or the Ducks or the Sharks. Do you even want this guy around the young players? No. I, I mean, he hasn't shown us anything besides maybe, you know, having a renaissance regular season. And he played he played okay in the first couple of rounds. But, man, that's just that's just behavior that is going to get you out of the league really fucking oh, quickly. It, it was that's just even ridiculous. Even with the two wins, like that, like how everything played out, like after the Jamie Ben cross check and he gets kicked and they just get their asses whooped in game three, you're like, oh, that's it. This is, they're done. Mm-hmm. They win the next two. And yeah, that's great. But the fact that they did it and then lost again when he comes back, like yeah. that just, I, to me, that puts the nail in the fucking coffin. Like, I, are we looking at a buyout here? I don't know. I know, I know that that's, you just don't see it with these types of players. Fuck, man. Like, if I'm Dallas, you've got a team here. Pavalsi's only got one or two more years. There's there's no way he can keep doing this. I don't you've think got- they I don't think they buy him out next year. I think I think you see a lot of teams do it with like one year remaining on these big contracts. Okay. So like you I just back to Suter and Parise. Yeah, but by the time that he's ready to buy out in his last year, Pavalski's gone. You I mean 
you, yeah, do you sad. think Joe Pavalski is going to be a first line guy at 40 years old? He's already what? 38, 39. Excuse me. There you go. Another good question for the old, uh, Another my guess is he's yeah. 37. I think he's 38 or he'll be 38 next year. He is already 38. That's cool. Okay. All right. July so 11th, he will be 39. So, I mean, Oof. he impressed. He impressed in this season, oh, yeah, he or, and he so impressed bad. in these playoffs. He's he's definitely I, – I I think he can – can he play a 40? I don't doubt it for a second. He can definitely play a 40 and still be a valuable member of a team, even in, even in like a Yager capacity where he's just out of the power play. Sure. That guy is a tipping machine. I would want him in front – I would want him on bumper on every single one of my power plays. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. But – you've got guys that you're going to, I mean, you need to make this team better and you're not going to do it with Jamie Ben. No. And he's eaten up a lot of cap space. And, and I've heard a lot of hatred towards Sagan. I know he didn't have any, I don't think he had any points in the Vegas series, which is, which is oh, big. The, the team just, didn't play that good. I nothing I, him. Yeah. He just, for his contract. Yes. I think you yeah. probably would be oh. a buyout candidate, but I mean, he, he was at least noticeable. Um, for, for quite a bit of the playoffs, I think he did, he did play pretty well just from some of the games I was watching, but, um, on that, on that price point, no, he can't have zero points in the Vegas series. No, it's since Jamie Ben's such a dislikable individual, he's, he's obviously the top. I I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Sagan either. Uh, they both seem like guys that care more about themselves and the team. They don't buy into the hockey culture, blah, 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 blah. Um, I just don't, uh. I don't know. They're 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 overpaid for third fourth line guys, and that's what they are at this point. Yeah. That's just what it is. Jamie Ben's not going to have a renaissance. I will fucking call it right here and now. Yeah, I mean he did this year, but not in the playoffs. No, well, not when it mattered. And yeah. great, that's awesome. Can he do it again next year? No. That it's there's a difference between a renaissance and then one year. Like, well, that's, you could if, ask the same question about Eric Carlson next year. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. not doubting that for a second. Wait, uh, shit. We can say that about Sergei Bobrovsky. And that, sure. so that's a perfect segue. So Vegas takes a series handedly, in my sure. opinion. Sure. Moving on, we've got Vegas and Florida meeting in the Stanley Cup final, uh, as we all predicted. And yeah. actually, so it's funny. Um, my dad's bracket, he doesn't have, he had Seattle and Florida. No shit. And he had, he had Seattle beating Vegas in the conference final. So he wasn't he too got far. Close. He wasn't far he wasn't off. Too far off. And he had, he, and he has Florida winning the cup. So uh, he, he might be like the only person outside of Miami that did that. Uh, pops. Yeah. Oh yeah. The guy guy knows his hockey. He, he watches yeah. quite a bit of games. Um, so Florida versus Vegas here. This is once again, we are faced with logic versus destiny. Sure. <laughs> we're we're sitting here going, yeah, Vegas is gonna win this. Like every every statistic, not every statistic, all the all the smart the, the Corsi and all that shit. Like Vegas is deeper, and you know, Aiden Hill is playing great right now, and you've got the pedigree on this team, and you know, the misfits have something to prove because Mark so and a lot of great storylines in this story in this mm-hmm. series, by the way. Mm-hmm. So many great Mark Gerard, and Riley. Gerard or uh, Gerard Gallant for both. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Uh, uh, fucking, uh, yeah. So March so and Riley coming, you know, yep. revenge yep. tour for Florida for kicking them out. So they're, they're happy about that. 
um man it's and then uh the storyline of reinhardt and eichel eichel yeah riding the tandem bike right <laughs> so the, the t- so both of the both of them buffalo sabers picks and now both in the stanley cup final on different teams yeah um so a lot of a lot of cool storylines here with these two teams going head to head uh look the odds favorites, the like, you know, Vegas, uh, we just talked about DraftKings. DraftKings got Vegas as the as the mild favorites in this series. Um, I think based on how Vegas is played and the makeup of their team, uh, you know, the, if we were looking at this without any bias toward the playoffs, I would say Vegas is like Boston light. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 basically a formula of Boston, just on paper, not as good. And and Florida beat Boston, so yeah. uh, uh, you know it, it's 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 the heart versus logic here, where you just want to be like, well, fuck, Florida is a team of destiny, and facts don't matter here. <laughs> I just, to me, I just can't, I can't bring myself to pick Vegas, dude. I just cannot. Like, I, you could, you this could be the most lopsided Vegas. Battle so, ever, and I'm it's funny you're saying that. Team, I, I'm going to leave this for you right here to take. But I, I genuinely believe before I make my pick, and we do our analysis, I think this is going to be lopsided one way or the other. Sure, sure. I, I think this series. I think this series, and I'm more confident about the number than I am the team. I think this ends in five. That's not. That's not bad. I think it ends in five. Bad. I don't know. I. I. I think. As we have our conversation right now, I'll I'll pick which team, but I think this ends in five. Mm. I'll go I'll go six just to say I did. Okay, I mean that's a safe number. I I yeah. just I think that I think that it, it I'm th- I'm leaning towards four or five more. Uh, yeah. Five probably four possibly. Yeah. Uh, but but I just don't know who I think it's going to happen because I just don't think that it's going to be a situation. Well, maybe because you know, Florida and Boston went to seven. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just confident that this, whoever comes out strong in this series is just going to fucking walk it. Yeah. Like it's, I, I Vegas is either going to come out there and be, and you know, the magic's finally going to wear off. This is, this, this is the make or break moment for Florida, right? Like it, are they the Kings in St. Louis? Or are they Montreal mm-hmm. where they've got to the cup final and the magic just ran out. Like we, there's, there's yeah. just no more left in the tank. We have, we're, we're out of miracles, you know, yeah. the miracle it's, juice is gone, right? It's, it's all out. And the actual better team is going to win here. Um, I think, is, is that the yeah. case? I don't know. I think, I think I for know. me, I think for me, it's, I can't, I can't piss pick Vegas, but I, I do think it is going to be Vegas. I'm, I'm going to have to pick Florida because I just, I can't bring right. my yeah, sane self to pick. It's not Vegas. logical. It's not but logical. I, the, and the reason being sunrise is not a sure win for Florida. And they've shown it even in the playoffs as they have been, you know, very good in in the last two series and and really since Bobrovsky came in in the Boston series sunrise is not an instant win for the Panthers and you really do no. need a good home record right i mean you need to be winning your games at home because you know you can't you can't go back to sunrise 
0-2 and go, well, we're going to, you know, maybe we'll split this series in Sunrise. No, you need to go in there and feel the confidence that you're going to win in Sunrise in order to make it a fucking, you know, make it a series. Sure. So I, I think that's what scares me a little bit. And just that's just that has nothing to do with the matchups of the teams, anything like that. It's just a it's just a weird feeling about Sunrise itself. OK. Um, and not saying anything negative about the fans. I just I just think they they if there's anywhere that they've been beatable, it is actually in Sunrise, which is interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to take Florida in six. OK. And my only my only thought process there is I think they actually match up very well on paper. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I actually do. I actually do think. I mean, I think I think Florida can go pretty deep. I think especially if Bark, you know, Barkov missed a little bit in Carolina, right? I think he missed a. I think he missed a third game. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. got hurt in the third game. Um, that's a deep forward group, right? They go so pretty Vegas, deep. Luster Reinen is actually a pretty good fucking player. Uh, they yeah. get Lundell. I mean, they they got some of those younger guys, but they're. They're pretty deep. And then the back end actually is surprisingly good. I mean, if you, you know, you start going matchup to matchup, obviously Gudis and, and Stahl are some of their weak links back there. Those two guys really haven't played bad hockey, right? To where, you know, if you if you're kind of looking on the Vegas side of things, yes, they have the Petrangelos, the, the Theodores, the Alex Martinez, and, and things like that. Uh, they, they can go as far as White Cloud and things like that. So I think, that, you know, they, they match up pretty well in the back end. Um, and not, and not to say Vegas can't go deep in, in the forward group. I mean, they can, right? Uh, they are. Fucking, I, I, Chan, I, I Chandler would, fucking Stevenson. I would hope that you weren't arguing that point. They they are no, deep. Like no, they they are deep. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, Ch- you know, Chandler Stevenson is is somebody who really shouldn't have any sort of fucking clout or name to his game, and he's having a you know he's, how da- he's playing great. How dare you? So, he's the reincarnation of Michael Grabner. Okay. No, All right. He it. skates. He skates. It. He skates so fast in a straight line. Okay. Oh God. That is very important. <laughs> Good fuck, man. As as hey as as somebody who has legs and no hands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Luis Mendoza. <laughs> Good I, fuck. Yeah, as but somebody, I, as somebody who can skate fast and keep up with the play, but you just need to bounce pucks off of me because I have no hands whatsoever. <laughs> okay. I, I understand. Okay. Chandler Stevenson. Okay. Chandler Stevenson is great. And, so, but that's how Stevenson, that's like his right. play and he's had to adjust his play accordingly, obviously, but God, looking at that depth chart, I, I'm going to eventually agree with you here, but I am playing devil's advocate and not only de- playing devil's advocate, but I mean, giving credit where credit is due. Vegas is good. Like oh, they're fucking good. There's, there's no, like, I mean, we've sang their praises all year. You know, if when your decor is guys like Martinez and Shea Theodore and Petrangelo and Ryan McNabb, like Zach Whitecloud is your, if you Zach Whitecloud is your third guy, Zach Whitecloud is good. Mm-hmm. Like Zach Whitecloud is a good hockey player, a solid yeah. defenseman yeah, that is. is reliable. And if he is your fifth, sixth defenseman, who like you've good. got deep Aiden Hill, you, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the reins on Aiden Hill. There's that guy. You could sing his praises all day. He played great for the coyotes. Oh yeah. I mean, to, if the coyotes weren't in full Armstrong, just wanting to tank mode, 
Aiden Aiden Hill is is still their guy, right? But they they and, and Vigil Mack or Menka or however the hell you say it hasn't. I mean, it's he came in this year and actually played some good hockey and has the last two years. But Aiden Hill has always been the guy. I mean, when he was in Tucson for the Roadrunners, I mean the the kid was a good goalie. Like they like everybody knew that he was a good goalie. It's just you know being behind a good team like Vegas has in, in their forward group and as well as their decor is just very solid. Like you were saying, excuse me, even with, even with white cloud, um, it's just, it's, it makes his life a lot easier on that back end to be able to just kind of sit in and relax. And he's just playing, you know, like we talked about a little bit on the last episode, he's just, he's just playing his game. He's, he's been, he's been a good goalie all year. He's been a good goalie throughout his career and, you know, this does come as a little bit of a surprise, and this is this is kind of the discussion we had last time. But this is it's just one of those things. Like, you know, he just he hasn't had the amount of time in the NHL that Bobrovsky has to get the kind of contract that Bobrovsky no. has, and and not saying that he's as good of a goalie or will ever be as good of a goalie as as a two time Vesna winning Bobrovsky, but Bobrovsky's also had a couple seasons in Florida that he's been absolute shit. Yeah, right. So it's just it's just one of these matchups where you know Aiden Hill's coming in. Yes, he yes he's the hot hand. I think it's I think it's you know it'd be a little reckless for us to say that. He's not the hot hand just because he's a he's a little bit lesser of a name, uh, you know. But but I think well, I think if hot. you he's so hot he's so hot right now. And I, I mean, Bob, you know, you look Bob at, so hot right now, so hot right now, Hansel. Yeah. Um. You know. So I think you know if you're looking at that matchup, you cannot look at the resume, right? You can't look at Aiden Hill's resume, even though it it's still good. I mean, there's he's just he just he's not as old as Bobrovsky. He hasn't been around the league as long as Bobrovsky. Uh, but both goalies are super hot right now. Yep. So that matchup is, is very close, even though, you know, you have kind of an, I mean, in the broad scheme of things, like people in Toronto who only focus on the Toronto Maple Leafs don't know who Aiden Hill is and never have known who Aiden Hill is. Yep. But, but people who are kind of, you know, in our realm of things know who this kid is. Right. And, and he, he, he kind of has that, um, you know, I like to I like to refer to goalies a little bit as like uh, underground rap art. You know, hip hop guys, right? He's kind of that underground, right? He's been yeah. doing performing and shit like that, and and just you know, he's he just hasn't hit the mainstream. He's been making a name for himself. That's right. That's right. Damn it. Remember rap the name. And shit. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. No, I. Uh, so a, a question for you is that Bob, up until this point, you made you you hit it right on the head. Bob up to this point has been a disappointment. He has not lived up to his, I, I don't think there's any argument up yeah. until this point. He has not lived up to his $10 million contract. Exactly. If he wins the cup, does he is, do you look back now and say, Oh shit, that was the best $10 million we ever fucking spent. Yeah. hundred percent because he won a cup. Yeah, there it is. That's, that's yeah. And that yeah. is hockey logic. One Oh one. He could have <laughs> nine bad years. Sure. But if sure. he wins one of them with the cup, fuck, it was worth every penny. Sure, sure, shit was, man. I mean, but you know, in, in and it was two a brilliant years, galaxy brain move. Yeah, and in two years, when you know the Panthers have made a bunch of shitty GM moves and they're in the absolute, you know, cellar of of the fucking NHL, then it'll be a bad move again, right? But mm-hmm. in the moment, it's a great move because 
there's a fucking cup in the case, man. Yep. You know, but Boy. yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I, it's tough. I just, I think they're just very well matched. They really are. I think, I think Florida's a little more top heavy up top, which is crazy to say with Jack Eichel and very and strange. Wild but, Bill and but Bruce and Cassidy fucking, is really balancing up those lines. Like everybody else he's has such tried, a good coach dude. Everybody else has tried to keep that misfit line together. Yeah. He's spreading the talent around. Good like for he's him. Good, you know, it, and we and, talked about that though. Like fucking, I, I think it was on another podcast we're talking about. Like we're talking about William Carlson third line, like checking line center right now, and he's playing great. Yeah. It's He's playing absolutely great. Um, I think Eichel didn't even score a goal in this last series, but ever but he's playing great too. Yeah. Like everybody is doing what they need to do. Uh fuck man. I, this can be a good cup final. It is. This can be a it good really cup is. final. As, as much as I'm predicting maybe I've talked myself out of now uh, an early an early exit because I did start off by saying that I think Vegas is Boston light. In mm-hmm. how they're designed and how they're coached and how they move around a little bit. So yeah, maybe I've maybe I've talked myself out of that. I think shit. I'm gonna agree with you again. Quit it. I just oh, God, you look at it. Barbashev's playing out of his mind right now. Eichel's playing great hockey. Marchessault is great. Uh how you got guys that are stepping up that you would normally be like, oh well, Brett Howden, who the fuck's Brett Howden? Brett Howden is playing solid hockey right now. This is uh, such a Bruce Cassidy. Yes. 100%. Showing how good he is as a fucking coach yep. lineup right here. Yes. This is this is talent spread around all over the place. Like you're just you're getting the most out of, you know, it, realistically, right? Riley Smith, William Carlson, Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, and Marches are the only guys people fucking really know. Yep. Right. You know, and and he's spread those guys out through three lines. It's crazy, dude. It's nuts. And it's, it's crazy. Working. And it's working. You've got Nick. And you know what? Nick Waugh is an underrated name in this. He league. is. I, and I think he really Polisar has played pretty good, too. So I just. Yeah, this this. But that's the thing is a good coach is going to draw that out of mm-hmm. not necessarily even his line combinations. He's just he's going to look Nick Waugh in the face and just be like. Here's what you need to do every shift because this is the best part of your game. Yep. Right. Go do it. And and yep. Nick Waugh's like, fuck yeah, dude. I, I'm gonna go. This is this is why I'm here. Right. And I just I Bruce Cassidy was clearly not the problem in Boston. No. Right? I know they I had a crazy good year, but Bruce, you know, Cassidy being first year with Vegas and them in the cup final, it just guy knows what he's doing man yeah no i i think your problem in in boston well that, that that's a tangent we need to go on another yeah. day. that's problem an off-season boston yeah that's yeah that's that's one. that's a tangent that we can go off another day we, we already we already still need to get to toronto sure. um so i i think to wrap this up i think the matchups like goalie to goalie at the moment i i'd say it's almost even like i i'll give it i'll give a slight nod to bobrovsky here uh, just mm-hmm. because of the consistency, but but Hayden Hill's been playing solid hockey. Like there's yeah, there's no reason to count him out on this, and it's not by much that I give the the win to there. Uh, for defense, fuck. Again, paper Vegas should have the advantage on this, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna make it a wash because that because that's how Florida defense has been playing. Like is is the depth of the Vegas D better than Florida. Yes. But 
has Brandon Montour been playing better than any of the Vegas demon? Also, yes. Mm -hmm. Like I it's, he is the best demon of the group, but I think that Vegas has the more deep D if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think, I I think if you, if you get as deep as Josh Mahura on Florida, I think you're going to, it evens out with Brandon Montour being the better of the 12 Mm -hmm. D involved. So yeah, I, I, I think uh, the D pairing is a wash as well for me. So sounds good. And then offense, fuck man, you could, we could spend an hour dissecting this and going through the matchups and talking about how everything stacks up. Uh, I think there's no overthinking this. I think that Matt Kachuk is going to be there and make Jack Eichel's life a living hell. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to get in his head. He's trying to get around him and he's going to take advantage of his weaknesses, which Eichel does have weaknesses. He does like that's, I mean, it's his strengths usually outweigh his weaknesses, but he does have defensive weaknesses. And mm-hmm. if there, are, if, if Kachuk specializes in anything, it's finding someone's weakness and taking advantage of it. And I think that, that first line matchup between Vegas's first line and Florida's first line. I think Florida is happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, you start going through the lineup. I, I think on paper, technically, I think technically Florida, you know, you get into Duclair, you get into Barkov, you I get into Duclair. I do love Duclair. Duclair's been a stud. Yep. Chuck Bennett, right? I mean, you just... You start it's Reinhardt. We, I always forget about Reinhardt, but Reinhardt is still a great fucking player over there. Yep. I, so I just I think I think I want to give Florida a slight edge, and it's just because okay. okay. I think it's just because of of some of the names that I just said, right? And Nick Cousins is playing good hockey. You made a good point that they're top heavy. I think I love that yeah. point in the sense yeah. that like that top two lines is better than. I, but I will give depth to Vegas Depp, by Depp it. Vegas, and, and yeah. we're, we're talking a matter of degrees here. Like this sure. is not like a, a clear win by any means. Like I, I I'm going to give Florida the better, you know, the star power, you know, top two mm-hmm. lines kind of thing, but by a little bit and Vegas has got the depth by a little bit. Yeah. Yep. So this is going to be interesting. I, I know that we've, we've kind of convinced ourselves here with this conversation that this is going to be a long grueling close series but there is that part of me that's just like Florida's team of destiny. They're going to win. They're going to win this in five. Like it's. Yeah. Well, we could. Yeah. I mean, we could say it's going to be a fucking sweep and then all of a sudden it's seven. Sure. Overtime games in a row. Right. Like it's just. Sure. <laughs> it's just, all right. It, I will. I will double down. on. I'm going to say I'm going to say Florida in five. That's. Oh, surprised by you. I. They just swept the Carolina Hurricanes. That is pretty impressive. That is, I, you know, even if, even if I picked foot, we did pick Florida, but we yeah. picked six and seven, right? Like I, that would have been a close series, like down to the wire. And they just swept the Carolina Hurricanes. Sure did. So sure did. I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a believer as much as I like Vegas. Like, look, before the Seattle Kraken became a team, I was a Vegas fan. I still yeah. am to a degree. Like I, I like the Vegas Golden Knights. I like that team. I like the ownership there uh, other than them kind of being dicks to their players, but and the fan base there, like I, I love non-traditional markets making hockey work. And Vegas is definitely qualifies as a non-traditional market. That place is fucking hot as hell. It's the middle of the desert and <laughs> we've got like, Oh, hockey can't work in the desert. Well, it's doing a, it, it's alive Literally and well, it is. it's alive and well in Vegas. 
and that team is doing great and that fan base is just fervent. I love that. I know that other fans hate that because they're like, oh, oh fucking, you know, they you guys don't know suffering. And you know what? That is such a shitty in this is a perfect transition into the fucking maple leaves because you're sitting here going like, oh, you guys don't know suffering because you guys have had success and we haven't fucking won a playoff round in 20 years and haven't won the cup in 50. Isn't that more of a reflection on your team? Like you've had 50 years to figure it out, dude. Uh, yeah, I, Toronto I had, was when they won the cup in like the '60s. There was only like 15 teams. <laughs> yeah, the odds the odds were much better back then. So much better, uh, oddly. So much better. So like, I'm sitting here going like, I'm I'm just not going. I there's very little sympathy from me regarding like. Yes, you can you can balance out the idea. Like, sure, if you want to, if you want, I'm, I disagree with you, but if you have the argument of like, oh, well, the, the expansion teams have better teams now, I, fine. We can sit here and, and debate this topic. I'm, I'm open to that. But sitting here saying like, you know, over the course of 50 years, you're just insulting yourself. Like mm-hmm. your team has had poor management for X amount of years and still hasn't figured it out. When was the last time that Toronto was in the cup final? Oh, that's that's a nasty trivia for a Toronto bar right now. Oh God. And and they don't even and they probably I'm gonna tell you they probably don't want to answer it. They probably don't know. In fact, in fact, so if I had, if I asked it in sincerity, I'd be like I'd, I'd lean across it. We'd you and me go into a Leafs bar. First off, bad bad idea, but we've probably been drinking. Yeah, that that's point. a rookie mistake. We go we go into a Leafs bar and I go and I go, hey man. I, like genuinely curiosity. If I go, Hey man, when was the last time the least made the cup final? I'd probably get punched because they would think that I'm insulting them because the answer is probably like a, a year when the Nixon administration was in. What, you know, what like, were the, what were those years? Like before, like before the last time they were in the cup final was before internet. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I have it pulled up. You ready for this? Yes. Hit me with it. 1967. Holy shit. So yes, before the invention of the internet, the Leafs made the cup final. That is absolutely beautiful. Holy shit. That's so terrible. So look, you can get mad all you want and be jealous. That's fine. You can be jealous of what Vegas has got and even what Seattle's got. Look, Mm -hmm. Seattle can sit here right now and brag to those teams that we've got more playoff. We've got more second round playoff wins than the Leafs in 20 years. It's just a fact. You can sit here and be angry about you. You can get angry at the other teams, or you can look at your management and go like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Well, how can how can you look at year one of both Vegas and the Kraken and go, on paper, oh, this this, 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 this team should be good, right? Like, yep. you know, you've had yeah, you've had sixty seven. I don't even fuck it. I can't even comprehend how fucking long ago that is. 67 that's nuts dude like, like that's you realize that's the beginning that's like the, just the, the vietnam war is just kicking up that's almost before my parents were born and i'm old as fuck now that's crazy i think my parents were born in 62 and 63 okay so like good god like that's yeah. forever yeah. ago dude. yeah it was it was quite a while ago my dad Holy was like 13 12 shit. so yeah i it's was that's still more red coats in America. 
you can get angry at the new teams all you want, but at the, the fact of the matter is you've had ample opportunity to put a winning team together. And it, I think it's more of a self-reflection, like don't get angry at the Seattle Kraken or the Vegas golden Knights or any of these other, like you can't, the Florida Florida's in the cup final right now. They didn't even, they went through the rough expansion where we all knew that they were going to be bad. Right. So did the ducks who have won since then. So did Carolina when they won theirs. Like, come on, dude. It's just, it's just, and, and you know what? Take a little bit of responsibility yourself. You guys put way too much fucking pressure on this team. You're literally burning, throwing jerseys on the ice, burning fucking jerseys. Like literally every bar that if like, if we were to go to Toronto bar and say the word Dubas or Marner, we're getting punched in the face. Scott Ayers. Yeah, it's crazy. Scott Ayers is my hero. It's crazy. I mean, you're just you're putting an unfair, and I'm I'm just I'm not trying to hate other fans, but like you just you can't. Oh, I am. I mean, sure, but yeah, you know, I don't know. You just you can't. It's just so hypocritical. So we've been we've been dancing around the news. Uh, Let's segue out. Uh, We we made our cup. We made our cup final predictions. Um, As much as it, 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 let me preface by let me end that by saying. I'm happy with other team. Uh, I've mentioned numerous times on this podcast that I love when non-traditional markets win because it spreads the game and a cup in either one of those places is going to grow those fan bases and cement them for years to come. Mm -hmm. Like, cause we've always sat here. Yes. While the management situation in Florida is fine. You know, they're not losing money. They don't care if they're not filling it out every night. Florida's always been the butt end of jokes because they just never fill that arena. This will help with that. hundred percent. This will help with that and actually establish a fan base and create a legacy going forward and make sure that Florida, well, Florida is already a big state for hockey because of Tampa, but now we've got two teams there and mm-hmm. they, it, they're not just like the little brother of Tampa. So sure. definitely. I absolutely love that. And Vegas, Vegas isn't out of the, it shows that expansion teams are not just trash. They're doing all right. Um, they, and guess what? They made a big move too. Who? Jack Eichel. I know that wasn't oh. this year, but oh, what I'm yeah, saying yeah. is, is like te- there are so many teams that play it safe. Like they're not willing. Like we sit, we're going to get into the Toronto Maple Leafs here in a second and talk about what the new, what Brad True Living should do as the new GM. Uh, but it, are do you think they actually have the balls to make a Kachuk style trade? I understand the situation is not one to one. But let's let's be honest here. What they should do and what they're gonna do are two very different things. What they're gonna do, they're gonna re they're gonna resign Matthews. They're right. gonna resign. They're gonna resign Marner. They're gonna resign Nylander. None of those guys are going anywhere. They're they're gonna try to roll the dice over and over and over and hoping for a different result. They're not gonna have the balls to do it. Whereas teams that do have the balls, sometimes it doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. Jack Eichel is now in the Stanley. This is first year that he's in the Stanley Cup playoffs, not Stanley Cup final. This is the first year that Jack Eichel has made the playoffs, right? And he's now in the Stanley Cup final after after a blockbuster trade that a lot of people didn't like for Vegas. They thought they gave up way too much for it. Put I mean, themselves it's... up against 
put themselves up against the cap wall, made it inflexible to change anything. It was a make or break moment kind of thing. They went all out and now it's happening. And same with, same with Florida. Yeah. Same with Florida. The, these teams rolled the dice. They went out and got the players that they thought they needed and they made the big moves. They made the hard choices that could be controversial. I just don't think Toronto has the balls to do that. They oh, just, they should, they should. I, I firmly believe as even as a Maple Leafs hater, and it's more based on their fans, not their players. I they need to shake up this team. They need a Matthew Kachuk style trade where you trade a star for a star, just yeah. fresh blood. Yeah. Would you, uh, so ballpark, I'm going to throw a hypothetical at you. Say Toronto wanted Keller. Which of the four in the core, the core four that they call them in Toronto, would you send to Arizona to get Keller? None of them. Okay. Uh, my Did reason, you just not make the trade? Yeah, my, my reason being is you're basically trading Mitch Marner for for Keller, right? That's I mean, there's, my, that, there's that's my player. point. That's my point. Yeah, they're the same player. So you're basically just replacing what you already have with the shiny new toy. It's fresh blood. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm not trying to say that they're trying to change the makeup of the team. I'm trying to say that you need to shake this core up without removing a level of talent. Maybe you're changing up the style of play. Yeah, a little bit. You're not. But what I'm saying is, is like if you if you swip swap Marner for Keller. You're changing the dynamic of this team. You're shaking things up. You're trying something new and you're moving forward because this core, I, look, maybe some people are patient, but I'm already convinced this core doesn't have what it takes. Matthews and Marner dry up in the playoffs. Taveras is only getting older and not, I, Nylander played well. Nylander played well. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I, I mean, you're never – it's going to be very difficult to emulate a Kachuk for Huberto sure. and trade. But but that's that's more what Toronto needs to do. I, I understand shaking up, you know, basically bringing in a little bit of new blood. But if three of the four are still there, what is Keller going to come in and do? Keller is going to come in and just fill whatever quiet – Okay, that's – Fair. person of a spot that Marner was playing so, in the locker room. So you've got these four guys. Let's let's make it in five. Let's throw uh let's throw Riley in there just for shits and giggles. Okay. These five guys are on the block. You can trade all of them or none of them. Uh or one of them. One okay. or all all five. Who do you go after? Because it's got to be a comparable situation where you know, it's a star player on another team that maybe isn't isn't reaching their potential, isn't necessarily doing what they lived up to. Maybe they're just not happy on the team. You know, the first name comes to mind, not necessarily from his perspective, but from the team's perspective, Panarin. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe a Panarin type, um, a team that's maybe looking to get into a rebuild. Uh, do, uh, do the ducks float a Troy Terry situation? Here's, here's my thing with Toronto. Here's my thing with Toronto. Okay. They know where they need to fill. Do they, they know. 
Well, fuck, I would because hope so. According to the 500 hockey men, the core is fine and they just need, you know, six grinder guys that want to win it. And what are you going to what are you going to mix them up? So what are you going to do Matthews, Marner and Simmons? Oh, it's with Brad True Living signed. I get again, this is different from what we think they should do and what they should do versus what's going to ha- what's going to happen is Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander will most likely retire as Leafs or, you know, quit the league. And they will try to mix and match pieces around those four to try to make the team happen. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, is Corey Perry a Toronto Maple Leaf next year? There's a high possibility. Sure. Could be. Yeah. He, he goes there. Um, you know, you've got, you've got, you know, grizzled veterans that have been there and done it that maybe are popping up on the radar that they'll do. Yeah. I don't, I don't foresee them doing anything. It's not because Brad true living, Brad true living has a history. He was on the losing end of the Matthew Kachuk trade, which at the time we thought was a win for him. We thought that that was a huge win for him. Uh, It's not his fault that Daryl Sutter is a fucking wet blanket. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. If, for me, I think just the way we've seen, we haven't really seen Marner do much in the playoffs. So if you're nope. if you're able to get a team that's interested in taking, honestly, giving you a bunch of shit back because you're not you're not going to be able to look at Marner's ah, regular season see, numbers. Mm, you can't do that though because if you do a package bundle, like if you do Marner for two first round picks three prospects and you know a young guy on your current roster that signals a rebuild those well, are not a- guys that you put onto your roster that are immediately going to contribute those are guys that planning you know two to six years out yeah you, i'm talking the, the toronto market's not gonna be okay with that they want a matthew kachuk style trade a star for a star where it's just shaking things up it's a new name a new voice that kind of situation. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I want to focus back in on the Ducks just for fun. We don't really get of to course. talk about yeah, that. Yeah, it's all all roads lead back to Anaheim. So. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Right. So if you if you were to do a Marner trade into Anaheim, the, the thing that I'm looking for, if I'm true living now, right? Like mm-hmm. the thing I'm I, I need something on the back end that makes sense. I can't just lean on Morgan Riley. I got to have a little bit of, I got to have a little bit of help in that back end, but I got to get something back in return as well. That, that is, is solid on the front end. Right. I mean, you can't just say, okay, goodbye, Marner, uh, bring in fucking Derek Grant. Right. Sure. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think if you're doing that, I think a trade kind of looks like, you know, um, I, I think they're, they obviously want Jamie Drysdale. It's going to be hard to, for, to convince them. And that's why the trade would never happen. Um, it, it'd be hard to give them, you know, convince the ducks to give up Drysdale. Um, but I think, I think something with Cam Fowler, I think you do see, you would see a Troy Terry, you'd see something, you know, first round pick stuff like that. Right. So where you have guys that are going to come in on the back end and really help out immediately Troy Terry on a, on a good team, sticking with Austin Matthews. Sure. He could, he could probably put up pretty close to the points, you know, I think, you know, not saying that Zegris is a, is a terrible centerman, but compared to an Austin Matthews, Troy Terry is going to have a beautiful season next to an Austin Matthews. 
Um, but, the, but then, but then you get a first round pick as well. Right. So I think it's just, it's one of those things where you really have to, you're trying to weigh the level of what Marner brings, but also, I don't even know if Troy Terry is the right guy just because they need some grit. I, they really do. I know we, I know they jokingly throw that word around, but you can't just have Wayne Simmons and, and going back further, David Clarkson going back further, you know, uh, fucking, uh, you know, the don't, it's just, you can't, you can't have like just bottom level grit all the time. You got to have a little bit of, a little bit of that top stuff mixed in. But trade uh, just, partners only work when you've got so I, Florida only worked out. The Florida Calgary situation is very unique mm-hmm. in, the, in the circumstances they had to trade them. Blah 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 blah. In fact, Florida, from what I have heard on other shows, Florida wasn't even a front runner for Matthew Kachuk. It came kind of came out of nowhere. They weighed the market of what everybody was offering Calgary, and they offered their own package. You're like, we want this guy. Like, mm-hmm. here you go. Mm-hmm. So that's if they've got somebody in mind like that, then I think they should go for it. Sure. But in the meantime, I, I just, something has to change. I just don't believe that this, this team does not look it, Are we, are the Toronto Maple Leafs one a plus goalie away from making a deeper run? Perhaps maybe, maybe, but I, I know that upgrading in goal is not a bad idea. But did they lose this series because of goalie goaltending? Not, not necessarily. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I think that the the answer here is to a shakeup. I think that in an optimal perfect solution, you'd you'd somehow find a way to unload Jonathan Tavares. That's probably not going to happen. So you're gonna you're, so you're looking at a you're, you're looking at Matthews, looking at Marner, you're looking at Nylander. I said Riley earlier, but honestly, he's their only good defenseman. Yeah, That's like you can't move Riley. Yeah, you can't move him. So it's so it's Nylander, Marner, and Matthews. Yeah. If it's me, I'm moving Marner or Matthews. Nylander is solid, and you can keep him on a decent deal. Um, and he has performed in the playoffs. And he's, and he's performed. So if yeah. you're moving one of those two guys, you've got to find somebody that's comparable to where your your return is comparable. And unfortunately, they want the Toronto media wants immediate results. Mm-hmm. They don't want another rebuild because if you trade Matthews for, you know, say you trade Matthews to Boston or Florida or Toronto, you know, or not Toronto, uh, Vegas, any of these contending teams, and you get a package deal back of prospects and first round picks and whatnot. Yeah, on paper and for futures, that's fantastic but that's not going to help in the immediate term. And then it immediately signals a rebuild and then everybody revolts. Yeah. I, 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 you know, you know, who needs, you know, who needs a top line center. If you're, if you're actually considering Matthews, um, I think Carolina. I agree. I think Carolina needs something along those lines where if if they were healthy, if, if they, they were, were healthy, healthy, sure. But I think, I think if you're truly like looking somewhere, I think you know. And Matthews is is the option. I think Carolina is an option. I just I think what's what's interesting about you know this whole situation is Toronto and, and its fan base just aren't going to be happy if there isn't an absolute fleecing 
and it goes Toronto's oh, of way. Course. Of right. Course. And it's it's just it's not gonna happen like no, that. No, it's not. It's, the only Every positive other... I can report from this, after all this bullshitting about Toronto Maple Leafs, the positive that I can pull from this is they are fucked. They are screwed, and yeah. they are doomed. They have hit the high point. This is their high watermark of probably the next decade. They won a playoff round. They are now going to go back down. Like th That was their <laughs> highest watermark. They're not going to get better. Sorry. They'll make the playoffs next year, but they're not going to do anything. Oof, that's bold. I, I, I think that I, I think they get bounced in the first round next year. Yeah, could be. Could be. That's I they they got lucky that they played Tampa. Yeah, tired Tampa, man. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I Tampa's actually on the list of like, you know, do they make the playoffs next year? I think, in my opinion. Ooh, I think they still do. I just they're I think they needed they almost needed to get bounced in the first round in order to have a, a decent year next year. We're we're starting to see the decline. We're starting to see what what you know, like we're starting to see the Red Wings post two thousand eight. You know where they're yeah. they're trying to get one last kick at the can, but everybody's getting older. Uh, we're starting to see you know they're they're entering what Pittsburgh is now. Sure. You know where Pittsburgh is. So uh, by the way, let's so we're at two hour mark is Dubas going to Pittsburgh. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. He's going to build a team around Crosby and Malkin and try to give them one more kick at the can. Might as well. Might as well. Uh, he's he's, he's going to be on a two year contract just in case it totally pulls up in his face, but <laughs> unreal. Unreal. Okay. Uh, that's it. We're, I mean, we had some other stuff we're going to do, but we're at two hours. And unfortunately it seems like we just can't stop hitting that mark. No, no. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks again for listening in or watching us on YouTube. We really appreciate it. Please like comment and share all of our stuff on social media. As you can see on here, we are on Twitter and we are on Facebook. So go on there and like, and follow us on there. Uh, our podcast in audio version is on all of the podcatchers. So Spotify, Pandora, Player FM, Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. We really appreciate that. And if you're on YouTube watching our just absolutely dashing, handsome faces, uh, leave nice comments, say nice things, subscribe to our channel, and um, enjoy the show always. If you guys have it, and if you're interested in advertising and being featured on the show, we're more than happy to do that for you. We are always looking for advertisement opportunities, and we are looking to get your name out there. Uh, mm -hmm. We absolutely love our advertisers right now, so uh, that's just a absolute positive. Hell yeah! Cool, cool. All right, everybody. Thanks again, and we will see ya. Yeah, we're not going to two weeks yet. We're, we're going next week. We'll see you next, next week. week. All yep. right. Bye, everyone.